When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why Tyre Power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price of Nutrilife and Good Health Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ, Wednesday, the 7th of September. Man, don't know what it is, but I love a Wednesday. Maybe it's before because Kempe rocks a singlet on a Wednesday. <laughs> Uncle Kempe, morena to you. Oh, I love when you were a singing. Oh, morena, buddy. Yeah, nah, it's, uh, it's freezing outside too, but... Not, <laughs> what I'm, are you doing? I'm not freezing. No way, mate. <laughs> Every time I wear a singlet, it reminds me of my old man. Because my old man yeah. would wear a singlet in the middle of winter. I remember he'd like throw us in the car. He'd wake me up at like <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. And he'd say, right, boy, get in the car. I go, where are we going, Dad? He goes, we're going diving. Yeah? So we're going diving, but I'm living in Waitara. So go, we're going diving at 10 o'clock at night. Jump in the car, windows down, singlet on. Mate, he'd drive from Waitara to the far north to Kaitaia, mate, for a dive. Hey, <laughs> Six hours in a car, mate, in a singlet. Oh. And you're sitting in the back, so you got used to it. So you knew when he said, get in the car, you picked up yeah. your blanket, you picked up your pillow, yeah. and you just rugged up in the back, mate. 
<laughs> but mm. every time I wear a singlet, is he? I, you know, I, it just remi- reminds me of my old man. Um, geez, he used to rock a singlet. Yeah, the big, the big yeah, man. Yeah, no, what? The old man used to rock a singlet too, and you did right about that. The cold, man. They never felt any cold. You'll be right, boy. Just wrap up. You'll it's, be right. Sit there and shush. Yeah, nah, take the pillow, take the, take the whole uh, sleeping bag and wrap up and, and enjoy the ride with the whanau. Nah, awesome, Uncle. We'll uh, get a wee update what you got up to yesterday shortly from your, yourself and Louie, Herman Watt as well. And then we've got uh, Neeps in the house with Joe and then Aroha doing a fantastic job. But today's show, we're going to talk some Sail GP as Burling and Chuke in New Zealand chase three straight wins as they head to the beautiful St. Tropez. Blair Chook will join the show at about 7.20 this morning. They are currently sitting in second place in the standings, and, uh, wow, they are flying at the moment. So it'll be great to get a, have a catch-up with Blair Chook and talk about their success as of late. Following that, we're going to talk some IndyCar racing. Couldn't have a better finish with five genuine chances of taking it out. Scott McLaughlin winning the last race to keep himself in the hunt. Scotty Dixon, he's second place behind Will Power. It's all going down to the wire. Ed Spencer will join the show at about 7.40ish to talk about that as we head to the last race. The big, big finish. Can Scotty Dixon or Scott McLaughlin get it done? Anything can happen on that racetrack. Anyway, uh, big chat with Ed Spencer. And then after eight, the Farah Palmer Cup. Two teams left. Juggernauts, Canterbury v Hawks, uh, Auckland, Hawks Bay. I wish Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay playing in the second division final against Otago. But uh, Canterbury uh, v Auckland playing for the championship at the Te Ohaere Fox Coxedge Park down here in Christchurch. They've named the park after two legends of the club. Obviously, Kendra Coxedge playing her 100th game and her last game for the Canterbury outfit. So uh, we're going to have a chat to Alana Bremner, the outstanding loose forward, will join the show after 8 o'clock. Then we're going to do our NPC wrap-up at the end of it. But there's lots to talk about. Obviously, a Big game of cricket last night that, wow, I can't believe we lost. We had them 5 for 44, and I'm thinking, we're home and hosed here. Nick Minute, no good. We've already got Nick a message minute. here. Good morning, everyone. That was a great game of cricket down to the wire, then suddenly we're in Hollywood on the set of a medical drama. <laughs> then there was a terrible storm. Was I dreaming? No. Aussies, no surprises there. What a load of shiitake mushrooms, and some of them are off the Jenny Craig. Wow. <laughs> Who's that? Leave your name. <laughs> You're on one. You're in one today. You are in one. And another one here from Mark. Morning, boys. Bad luck for Ryan Fox missing out on the President's Cup team thought. With his results in the past year, he'd done enough. Marky, yeah, fair shout, fair shout. President's Cup taking place. Uh, it's over in America, isn't it, Louis? Genesis. Yep, that's the one. Uh, yeah. Mm, it's, uh, I was, you know who's going to play in the Pro-Am there, mate? Couldn't believe this. Oh. But he's hot-dogging now since he's retired. He's hot-dogging now since he's retired. He's doing everything. Benji. Benji. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Celebrity apprentice. Yeah. Uh, but isn't he the <laughs> Tigers coach? Maybe that's why they got tailed up by 100 points. No, nah, no, nah, he's coaching next year. Oh, he's going yeah. back in next year. He's going to start the preseason. But he's um, got affiliation with Genesis, and he's told me he's going over to play the Pro-Am at the Genesis President's Cup. And I'm like, you hot dog. Get out. I was thinking it was in Australia. I was like, oh, yeah. Steph yeah, Curry. They'll, they'll get all the... Benji Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Macklemore. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. He's in over to, to play that. But, mate, that's going to be a fair shout. But, yeah, Ryan Fox. Ryan Fox just missing out on the President's Cup. But, no, big show. We'd love to hear from you on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three. Be like Mark and be like the comet, comedic. He sent out a message early on and uh, flick us a message. Or even better, give us a call. 0800 1508 to 11. Lads, how was your day yesterday? Mate, would you have played... A spinner after going five wickets was it five wickets for forty five or something like that, and then five the, and then he and then he throws the spinners on. Like he had him um, on the ropes, mate. He had him on the, the ball, ropes. The ball was moving, and look, it's, everyone's going to go a lot of water this if we would have played Sally. Sally's a great swing bowler. He uh, he can move the ball, and and he adds a lot of pressure. Obviously, Matt Henry took his uh, position, got two for fifty. Uh, I would have tried to keep the pace on. You know, just seeing what t- Trent Bolt, man, he's a wizard, eh? He is such a wizard. His late swing, it's just outside off, and then all of a sudden it just swings straight in and he can move the ball. But he just had no backup, eh, Kempe? So, ah, oh, it's a funny one. You know, a lot of what is, but I would have tried to keep the heat on. Yeah. Mm. Well, you've got it. You, you, well, you can't really, though, because you've only got so many overs these yeah. guys can bowl, and you have to use those. And look what Glenn Maxwell and Adam yeah, Zampa did in the Austra- Australian innings. Yeah, yeah, but you can. If you're thinking the springers are having a bit of time, yes, you, they're going to bowl out, and then you're going to have to go to the spinners, but the pressure's on. Try and want to just wind it up. Wind up that pressure. But, yeah, look, a lot of what-ifs, but you always can, Louis. I don't think there's anything wrong with the tactics, for I'm being honest. I, I didn't think that was the issue. I just thought they didn't get the – they when they needed to take a wicket, they, they didn't, and Trent Bolt dropping Cameron Green right towards the end, just misjudging it in the Cairns night, I thought that was just, just small moments, as you often say, Izzy. I don't know if the tactics were that would have been the thing that I was curious about. But it's not the tactics. We just didn't have anyone else backing them up. There well, was no Matt Henry's bowl was, was able to come he? through. Two for 50, he was all right, got pumped. But you well, know, Lockie Ferguson. When you only hold, when you only, when you only got two thirty on the board, you need a, you need to keep your your runs down as 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 much as possible. Two for fifty, that's okay. Are you happy with the fifty? Yeah, ten overs, five and over. That's that's. I think that's good effort from Matt Henry. He's taken the two wickets. Just looking, uh, Lockie Ferguson, a bit more expensive. Obviously, it's harder with when you got that much pace on the ball. It went at six point six and over. Didn't bowl out his ten. Um, Jimmy Nishimo. 5 for 44, you win that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 5 for 44, you win that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, do, I, do, I do agree with that. Yeah. Mm. I, I think they will play Tim Southey in the second ODI, though, because I, I, I just think that... Why didn't they? Was it just a selection issue? Just this went with Matt? Yeah, just selection. Yeah. Se- selection. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, Matt Henry has performed well, but on those, and I guess yeah, the funny thing is with a place like Cairns, you don't actually really know much about the wicket. But when I saw, yeah. we, watching the first innings, my first thought was, oh, man, like Tim Southey's leg cutters, his three-quarter seam ball, you know, those variations he's got, is he? I just thought they would have gone down such a treat on that wicket that was holding a little bit, and that would have been a, yeah. a great kind of um, comparison to Trent Bolt's swing. But, I mean, look, we know Matt Henry's an excellent seam bowler as well, and Mitch yeah, Santner yeah. Very good. always does his job, but, again, just didn't pick up. He's, he's tied them down for 10 wickets, 4.7 and over, but the difference is Glenn Maxwell's managed to take what, four, four wickets. Four. Yeah. How does that? <laughs> that, that dolly, he bowls right arm dollies, man. I reckon. Anyway, and he gets some cheap wickets, and and that's the thing too, Kempi and Louis. 
Like we're 170 for three, I yeah. think, for yeah. our 30 overs. And you think you kick on and, and you chase late 200s there. And we just fell away. We just fell away some poor shot selections. Let's be completely honest. Like, the field was right there, and old Daz Mitchell be hating himself, just chipping it right to that short, um, short guy, and they're close. Oh, man. So you think that, that, that's been the question mark with the Black Hats. When they lose those top water guys, we just seem to not really able to kick on, eh? So there's, yeah, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be hurting, hating themselves after 170 for three after 30. They just lost a wicket at the exact wrong time every time. Like, just when they needed to start going and put the foot down, Kane tried it, he got out. Tommy Latham tried it, yeah. he got out. Darren Mitchell tried it, he got out. And then as soon as, you know, when you get two ba- new batsmen at the same time on a sticky wicket, they have to take mm. 10 balls to try figure out how to time it. And then by the time that, that happened, then Jimmy Neesham got out. And then Mitch Santner got out. And it, you're right, like another 20 runs just could have put that last little bit of pressure on Cam Green. I mean, what a what an innings from Kerry and Green, though. I mean, that that's a sickening partnership. Oh, <laughs> God, I hate the Aussies. <laughs> Oh, no. But you don't, Someone you don't lose through, it. Eh? You don't lose it at five for forty-five. You nah. should never lose it. Mm. You know, don't care you, what you, don't care what you're saying when geez. you've got them on when you've got them on the racks. You're tough, Kimpy. Well, mate, that's that's why you're playing at the top. Playing at the top, I, I'm sort of going. My odds, like, mate, they're home here. They've got it, and then all of a sudden, it's close shut the gate. Aussies get us again. You know what about. And and you know the interesting part of it. The interesting part of it is he just from your chat yesterday. Mm. Is you go, what about the conditions and the moisture in the air and stuff like that Mm. and the swing? But you know, you're talking to someone who can rocket it down the pitch, and then they go, well, we're going to play spin bowlers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I do think I, I think that I do think that's harsh though. Like I, I think that you, there is a, it's a natural time to bring on a to slow it down a little bit. And again, you got to get your overs away. But you're right, they didn't take that fifth wicket, and what could have been? It's how so did, frustrating. How did spinners play bowl? Did they? I, I, they didn't get they didn't get anything, did they? To be honest, I only watched yeah. the I only watched the highlights this morning, so I didn't see the spinners so, bowl in their entirety. Michael, because you saw what I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, so Kempi, I know what you mean with um. Well, spinners like, but you see, you see Maxwell. Well, he was able to do because that was holding up, sticky, yeah. was popping up. So they weren't able to get some timing. But then our spinners weren't able to have the same effect. So it's like, yeah, well, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Look, there's going to be a lot of worse. And then Chris has come through. The Aussies are in our head now. So. <laughs> <laughs> they're in my head. They're in our head. <laughs> but what about Finchy? What about Finchy? The, the captain, the opener. He hasn't. He's been um bit of a. Bit of a shitter at the moment, isn't he? Like he's struggling a wee bit, it's particularly, uh, particularly to Bolty. Bolty's had them all over him the last couple of couple of years, hasn't he? Mate, he is in dire form. Kempi, what do mm. you do when you're the skipper and you're on your last legs, and you've you still you've got the tactical now? Nice this even kind of happened with um oh Morgan Baz oh, is Morgan. great, mate. Yeah. Re- recently, eh? Is he like? But you've mm. seen it a number of times, Kimpy. Like these guys, they got all of the information, all of the nows, all of the respect. But all of a sudden, their hand-eye and their just skills aren't matching what they know they can do. I mean, what are you meant to do? You retire. I can say, I can say that because that's what actually happened. I was talking to someone about it yesterday, and they said, "When did you decide to retire?" And I said, "When I knew I didn't have. When I knew I didn't have it. Like when I knew I you, was. The, that's right. The the thing with it when you're the, the kids that are coming through are performing all the time as you're getting older and you're, you're trying to keep mm. up with them. 
and then all of a sudden they go past you, you've just got to recognise it. Like holding on, you know, I'd, you know this this is the Sean Johnson. Um, this is the the question we were talking about was Sean mm. Johnson. You know, should he play? Should he play on next year? I said, no, nah, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. Mm. He's like if he thought this year was bad, next year is going to be worse because the kids keep getting better. And you can't get any better because your body's saying, I've had enough. Your mind's saying, I can do it, but your body's saying, I can't keep up. And the uh, the answer to that question, Louis, is you retire. Yeah. It's that simple. You don't so, hold on, oh, otherwise you go out You go out without, without all the, you know, without the accolades that you should have. On that, on that Kimpy, um, I had, we had to retire. I had to retire because my body, my knee was bad, so I knew I could, just couldn't go on. I was playing horrible anyway, so I was, I was like this. But then you look, I look at a guy like, you know, like Sean Johnson. I look at him, and I look at a guy like Dan Carter. Dan Carter, when he was younger, totally different player. Had to evolve and had to reinvent himself going towards the end of his career. Wasn't able to attack the line, but nailed his core roles extremely well. His control on the game, his ability to put the team in the right place and just lead with his actions, is that where Sean could go? Like, he obviously, his body isn't able to do the speedy things, the steps, this, the thing, but his control, you look at Nico Hine, obviously he's he's a great player, but his control on the Sharks and his ability to put them in, in the right stead, he's not. He's a ma- magician, but he's not like a Sean Johnson, like an old Sean Johnson. He doesn't sh- create magic and carve up everything and, and, and wow people, but he does his job extremely well. Could Sean Johnson do that? No, I don't, look, I don't think so. Because I feel like he's trying to do, you know, do the old children, and that's what we're trying to expect from him. But we're not going to get that I, anymore. Look, I, I hear what you're saying, and I and I totally mm. agree with you. Like you evolve with the way that your body's feeling, and and mm. that all depends on the game and the way that the game evolves. And the game's evolving too quickly for people to do that. You know, like Dan Carter at the time could evolve with the game because the game allowed him to do that. But rugby mm. league at the moment is evolving that quickly that you can't have a halfback that won't take the line on or take it to the line. You know what I mean? And next year's going to be no different. Like, you have to go to the line. You've got to be a threat. You've got to be a You've threat. got to be a... If you look at all the halfbacks in the top four at the moment, if you don't go to the line, you ain't going to win the competition. And yep. just and just to tie that back to what you're saying about, um, I guess, w- when you get to the end and you know it's the end, Michael Appleton had this tweet, Stephen Fleming's Black Caps effectively ended the ODI captaincy of Steve Waugh. They got him out for 15, 9, 30 and 7 in the 20, 2002 VB series against Australia. Can Kane Williams' side end Aaron Finch's career this series as the ODI captain? Well... I necessarily wouldn't be surprised because eventually the door just shuts and it can just hit you and you can be on the wrong side of it. Tristan, you're down there in Canterbury. What did you make of the Black Caps last night, mate? Oh, what can I say? Just disappointed, really. Like, um, I think I was just trying to be a bit of paper there, so there's no doubt about it. Like, I mean, they've just come out tonight to the party. And um, what we were three from the Hey Tristan, you're a bit you're a bit cranky there, brother. Can you are you able to turn your radio down in the background? Yeah. I think it's that. Oh, sorry, that you can hear me now? Go yeah. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Go again, man. Yep. No, I just had the phone the other way. Yeah, no, just uh, that that was just disappointing last night really. Like um the that Aussie side was there for the taking. Like they just come off a loss to Zimbabwe and um yeah, three for 170. They should have kicked on and scored, what, 270, 280. And then we had them, what was it? I, I didn't see all of the game, but I've seen bits and pieces of it. And I've seen five them 44. five. I think I pretty much said 
to the, the neighbour, he was watching it as well, and um, I said, oh, we've got this. And then uh, when I come back and had a look at it again, I think it was five for 90 odd, and there was, I think, Alex Carey and Green were on 30 odd each, and I was sort of thinking, oh, yeah, doing a bit of a partnership, I've seen this familiar story before. And, yeah, I, I just can't believe it, to be honest. Like, I, I just think there's a mental barrier over Australia. Whenever we play the Aussies, you've seen it, we've played them in World Cup finals in both formats, and they just seem to get under our skin. I don't know what it is, but we seem to lack that confidence to sort of take the game with a scruff of the neck when we play Aussie. Yeah. Mm. Oh. No, I totally agree, mate. They got something over us, Louis. It's, it's frustrating. Strong. Not only taken by the scruff of the neck, but ragdollum, mate. Oh, Ragum. well done, Christian. Calling, mate. Great call, Christian. And you're at Cameron Green, 89 off 92. Uh, Alex Carey, 85 off 99. You've got to say, it's a hell of an innings to be able to stop the bleeding and then just to kick on. It's mm. got me going, though. <laughs> right, now, now I'm thinking about it. Can't wait question of the day. <laughs> They, they would have to be the worst people to ever lose to. 100%. But if there's anyone else, who is it? Who are the worst teams to lose to in the world? Is it Man United if you're a Liverpool fan? Is it the Lakers? Do you just hate the big teams? Is it the English rugby team? Who is it? Who are the worst teams? Is it Canterbury? Is it the a Crusaders? A non-sport team? My wife, bro. I hate this. <laughs> Honestly. Can't stand it. Oh, oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. <laughs> is it Daisy Dag? Who is it? Who's oh. the worst person or the worst team to lose to? If it's not Australia, who's up next? Come on. Full water. Double eight, double three. Oh, eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. It's got all of us. We're all just, like, shaking our heads. Everybody. How did they steal it? Here with Kimmer's Warehouse. Great savings every day. 28 minutes past 6 o'clock. Who do you hate losing to? Who is the team that you, you just cannot stand to see win? Where are all the Crusader haters? 0800 150 811. On the Kimpy, I thought they'd come through in droves. <laughs> well, I don't think people... I actually don't think people hate the Crusaders. Seriously. I think, I think Kiwis love the Crusaders. Absolutely love them. That's it's. I can see every Kiwi second team. I reckon that must be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope so. But what have I oh, said? man, I've had some <laughs> hatred out on that field, though, Kempe. Some and hate's a strong word, and I've heard it a few times from the Hurricanes players. <laughs> well, well, the hurricane, the Hurricanes would go right so up there for you, probably, don't they, Izzy? Oh, they'd be probably at the top. Yeah, Hurricanes. Uh, I hate losing to them. Uh, not wouldn't lose them often, but. <laughs> yeah, when we did, we, we we knew it. We knew about it for sure. Um, so them and England, mate. England. We played England at Twickenham and we lost our last game, got a hiding. And honestly, we walked into this room and, oh, they were gallivanting around like hot dogs and singing songs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I never want to lose to these guys again. Be humble, man. Anyway, just kept it right there. Next time, pump them. <laughs> Beautiful. Let's go to the phones. Tony, the team you hate losing to the most, who is it? Oh, here he is. Yeah, morning guys. Yeah, I've I've got a I've got a left field one here. Okay. I hate Give losing. it to us, Tones. I hate losing to the TAB. <laughs> I'm with you, Tony. Oh, I hate losing the TV. Oh, that's a great one. I love that. Oh, I hate it, man. I hate it. 
And I love it even more when I win. One of those for a long time, Tony. I've been one of those for a long time. So this is our week, brother. Well done, Tony. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> Appreciate the call. As a can tab, we used to hate losing to Auckland, but then it became quite easy, so we lost the fire a bit from Tim. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on, come through double eight, double three. Who if it's I mean, I reckon the reason we're not being full boarded here is because the answer is so easy. It's Australia. And they gave it to us last night. But come through oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Who do you not want to lose to more than anyone in the world? Twenty nine away from seven. Here's Auto Health and News for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. <laughs> SENZ 27 away from 7am at Bunnings Trade. Helping business is our trade. We're here to make your job easier because helping business, again, is our trade. A bit going on in the world of sport. We've got the NRL finals kicking off this weekend. Of course, the elimination finals in the AFL as well. Ken Peel will be running it straight later on today. For Big day today. Two hours. Big day off the back fence for Kempi. Right now over at... The US Open on Arthur Ashe Stadium. Berrettini is hanging in there for dear life against Rude. He is going to be serving out for the third set right now. He's got three set points. So Berrettini looking to take it into the fourth on the men's side of the draw. Jabir and Tom Lanovich, the Aussie, in the women's quarterfinal at quarter to seven this morning. Later on, Nick Kyrgios and Karen Kashinov. That should be fireworks but back to the phone lines we go any team from australia says a texter the australian cricket team it all begins and ends there everyone else in the world is tolerable (laughs) and and i think maybe that's what that cold snap up the country is this morning brent erin hamilton who is it mate who gets on your nerve I hate playing Taranaki, and when Waikato's playing, sort of, I hate them, mate. Really hate them. Like I remember one time we had a shield challenge, and this fella did a massive um, tackle. I think it was Timmy. Oh, he's Taranaki player. Smashed uh, Sam Christie. We got a penalty, no try, no try. And we saved the fucking. Oh, and we saved the shield. <laughs> but that's one team I hate, bro. Is oh, every time I, when I come Sunday, it was like just such a relief. I went down to JB and put some money on Waikato. Everyone told me Taranaki. Every time we play Waikato, uh, we play Taranaki. Everyone yells out, "Oh no, nah, Taranaki's going to win that!" And I even punted more on the JB because they always win. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, thank you for your call, mate. Oh, is oh, he good? Is that is so good. But Brent, honestly, those Waikato. Uh, Mulu Bowers aren't any better, mate. Aren't any better. I've been in those. No, my family's been in the stands down there at FMG Stadium in Hamilton, and wow, did they cop it. Did they cop it from the Waikato fans? So, Brent and oh, Brent. I love it. Brent from Hamilton, Brent from Huntley with <laughs> mate, their Mulu Bowers. I'll tell you a Waikato story. When I was in the under 15s, I went up to Waikato to play, you know, and I was the kid from Taranaki. And me and Tawada knew each other. The first time I played against them, Tawada even played for Waikato. Well, they all looked like Tawada. It was the whole yeah. team. They all looked like they had this mullet, all big, you know, 
dark, handsome men. And every time they tackled you, they tackled you, they would go, ah! (laughs) (laughs) They would make me laugh. They would run around the field and they'd tackle someone and they'd go, as they went to tackle them, they'd tackle them and go, ah! (laughs) The whole game, mate, for 35 minutes, these guys would make six tackles a row and it was just yelling. And I I always still have them on about it. I said, what was that all about? And he goes, May have no idea. That's just how we played. <laughs> oh, you crack me up, Michael. <laughs> the, the, the verbal Lulu bell. Oh, oh. So good. Um, Jimmy says, losing to the Poms sucks because you never hear the end of it, yeah, as, he, as he mentioned that earlier. Bringing on the spinners after the power play, pushing the field back. What was the undoing last night? So I agree with you, Kempi. We let them consolidate, be ruthless, came, put the hammer down from Jimmy. That's all I'm saying. The bloody Queenslanders. Well, that's obviously a New South Wales fan. <laughs> <laughs> and they do get up and about. Uh, good morning, lads. Being a Leeds United fan for me, it's got to be Millwall. The game's at Elland Road. Elland Road. Against the <laughs> them clowns used to make used to be mad. They would kick their bus windows out and try to get us. <laughs> Coppers on horseback everywhere. Good times. Have a great day. All the best, Steve-O. Thanks, Steve-O. That sounds pretty loose. Hey, boys, unfortunately... We're just not that great right now. If Oz had us five for 40, we would have been bowled out for 70. Oh, gutted cheers, Paddy Krasich. I disagree with that, Paddy. I think that there was signs of a good team last night. And you got to admit, doing what we did in the West Indies, yeah, they might have been down in their luck, but we were pretty good. And and Australia are a good side up and down. We just, I personally believe we just lost the small moments and we needed another 30, 40 runs at the end of our batting innings, Izzy. Yeah, when that, when... Like when well, the first caller when they came on and, and said, "Man, they were they had a loss. Their their heads are down. They're thinking, what is this again? We you know five forty four. You got that doubt seated in their mind. You got a little bit of doubt because they've lost to Zimbabwe. They should never lost to Zimbabwe. You're thinking, oh, you could bring it home. But yeah, look, there was there was opportunities there. There was opportunities there, and there is something about Australia at the moment. They've just got the wool over us, particularly in Australia." I can't even remember the last time we won a game over there. I think it was Hobart 2011. Also, it's been a disastrous place to travel for the for the Black Caps. So I don't know what they're going to do, get in something, go in the back room, start sorting some mental stuff out or, or something like that, but they just need to do something to get the wool over them because they have it over us at the moment. Yeah, we had, we've had a couple of really nasty tours over there. Mm. There was that tour in 2015 yeah. where Ross Taylor scored that big, nearly got that triple century, which there were moments of, yeah. and Baz played was really well. Hobart? The, I think Hobart was 2011 when Doug Bracewell, oh, yeah. we won that test. Yeah. Um, down there. But then you think about the Nigel Long, that day-night match in Adelaide where he said the hotspot, oh, that could have come from anywhere, that Nathan Lyon hotspot, and we had them on the ropes there. You think about the Boxing Day tests we had and we just got absolutely poleaxed and it was really hard to watch. Um, Mm. It is frustrating. Oh, there's a good text here from Graham. Boys, I've worked with a few non-Kiwi rugby fans over here throughout the years, and they hate losing to the All Blacks. Hate it, Kempe. <laughs> Aussies hate losing to Kiwis. Don't worry about that. I reckon, I reckon good on them. Give it to them. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, the, we did the SENZ commentary last night, which was, we'll hear some highlights at the start of the next hour. So good. Like, Flem, Damien Fleming is awesome. McCarty and Bennett, they were going great. But I was listening to the, watching the, the TV coverage, Junior War is insufferable, isn't he? 
Mark War is in He is so disparaging and pithy towards New Zealand. You, you just said you got me going, Kim, because you just said, "Oh, they hate losing to the New Zealanders." Yeah. He makes it out like we we don't even like we're just don't like exist. we just don't. They're just so like, oh, you know, water off a duck's back to them. Oh, the Aussies. <laughs> 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 That's it. They they do it to themselves. Oh, yeah, they the do it worms. to themselves. They the do, mate. And then you just like you t- you put it in the back of the up in the top two inches, and you go, okay, okay, I won't forget that, mate. Honestly, they're a special bunch. And and Aussie in Auckland has. <laughs> Oh, is it uh, here with the name Aussie? You've in opened up something here, Ke- uh, Louis. You've opened Most it up. Most Kiwis <laughs> would be surprised to know that we Aussies hate losing to you much less than the other way around. We love to beat New Zealand because there's such a respect and a rival there, but would ra- much rather lose to you than the English, who were the worst winners in the world. What can I say about the nation that is still still crow about winning a tournament in 1966? Cheers, Aussie in Auckland. And I think that's right. I think there's a really inequitable relationship between us and Australia, Kibbe. Yeah, well, I can still remember that, you know, how they bowled underarm. It's not that equitable when you bowl underarm. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that one there, Kibbe. But I'll give you something here. I would, I would rather go on a beer, have a beer in the Australian change room, than the English training room. And that's after the game, when it's all done. Okay? <laughs> well, we'll just leave that there for now. 18 might come back to that, is he? That's, we might do the official power ranking of who you'd rather, like, t- nations you'd rather have a beer in. We'll see how far Australia come down, because England's a pretty low bar. 18 away from 7. Oh, 800 We've got a quiz. we got a new quiz writer. Neeps has been cooking up these quizzes, and this one's a funky one for oh. you. we got a $50 TAB bonus bet. Come through, come, come see the Quizmaster. 18 from 7, 0800 150 8 to 11. Quizzy that come play it, this is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it. Quiz is on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, TAB with the prize. 50 bucks if you wise If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye This is how we do it This is how we do it Quizzy that come play it Quizzy that come play it 0800 150 811 Now give us a call <laughs> Yes Give us a call. Love your calls this morning. Keep them coming. 0800 It's time for Quizzy Dag. Let's rip into it. Timmy from Christchurch on a Bluebird Day. Morning, Timmy. How we doing, Timmy? Oh, very good, mate. Very good. Up and about, mate. Who do you hate losing to? Oh, yeah, pretty much Australia and the cricket, <laughs> England and um, rugby and, and just about anything else. And, uh, yeah. Fuck, Used to hate losing to Auckland, but, you know, that's by the by now. Yeah, 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 true. That's a bit old. That's a bit easy now these days, isn't it, mate? Anyway, good luck, eh? Hey? Let's rip straight into it. <laughs> no Kiwis. <laughs> no Kiwis made the half-century mark in the Black Caps. ODI against Australia last night. Who came the closest with 46? Uh, Conway. Devin Conway is correct. Jake Paul has just announced his newest boxing opponent and former UFC champion. Who is it? 
Uh, Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, correct. Question number three. In the movie Dodgeball, Coach Patches O'Hallahan gives out the five Ds of Dodgeball. Name at least three of the five. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a doozy. <laughs> Beefs. Um, I would have thought Dodge would be one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Duck. Yeah. Uh, three. Defend. Two. Defend. Oh, defend. <laughs> defend. No. No, you got two. You got two, mate. Very, very good effort there, Timmy. Appreciate it. John from Christchurch. Morning. Yeah, good, mate. I hope you're a dodgeball fan. Here we go. In the movie Dodgeball, Coach Patches O'Hallahan gives out the five Ds of dodgeball. Name at least three. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> Give us one. Come on. I don't bloody know. <laughs> <laughs> Out there. All right, mate. You go on, Johnny. Have a good day, mate. Pistol Pete. Neats has rattled them. Here we go. Pistol Pete in the movie Dodgeball. Coach Patches O'Hallahan gives out five Ds of Dodgeball. Name at least three. The dodge, Duck and Dive. Dodge, Duck and Dive. That's correct. The other two were Dip and Dodge. <laughs> no, it's two, dodge. two dodges here. Anyway, <laughs> dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> I was losing it. Sorry. Question number four: LeBron James has recently been snapped on the front of Sports Illustrated with his two sons. What? What is one of his sons' names? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the. Both of them got the their, the initials of their first name is a B, so it's yeah. Have a have a guess. <laughs> LeBron, um, Lebron, oi! I'll give you a clue. LeBron James. It's in LeBron. Bron. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sorry, Pistol Pete. Sorry, brother. Adam. Ah, oh, that's a hard clue. Anyway, mate, have a good day. We're going to go to Zade from Auckland. Zade will have it. Zade, how are you? Yeah, all good. It's Bronny James. Bronny. Yeah, Br- Bronny James is correct. Okay, question number five. The first game of the NFL regular season kicks off this week. Name one of the teams competing in the first game of the season. LA Rams, Buffalo Bills. No! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Sadie boy. You know everything, sport. Nice. Who do you hate losing to, Zade? Who do you think the Aussies hate them? (laughs) (laughs) Zade, what do you do? You you a Crusaders fan nowadays? Yeah. No, I hate them as well, mate. No, (laughs) no, mate. Why do you hate them, Zade? Because they're not from Auckland, mate. Is it it because they win so much, Zade? 
Yeah, probably as well. Probably that as well, yeah. <laughs> oh, well done, yeah. mate. It's been a while, a while between Mountain Dews for you, mate, but you're back on the board with a $50 TAB bonus bet. Yeah, well done. Get on your Zadie. There's some great texts to wrap this up. I'll get to one before we get back with the rest. Poverty Bay, Ed, East Coast. Love it, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Seven from seven. Coming up to 7am, after 7am we're going to take in some cricket highlights from last night. We're also going to catch up with Blair Chuk, but I've asked you who the team you hate losing to the most is in honour of those pesty Australian cricketers. And Dave from Caracas says, Morning boys, I don't know if you remember the time we lost the America's Cup to Dennis Connor, and he said, get off stage, you loser. The country feel like smashing him. <laughs> have a great show, have a great oh. day. Um, there's a good text here from the Didham boys at the stables down there at Rickerton. Hey boys, when you're sitting on the leader on a Monday morning in the PGA oh. Golf, watching the live score updates, and then losing every time by the time you've worked the team, hate no Monday fill-ups. Scotty was in front by six. Wow, I think everybody can relate to that, Izzy. Oh, I can relate to that, my friend. Didn't boys at the snails keep up the good work. I followed you in your last punt that you sent through. The tips too, uh, didn't, and uh, they didn't eventuate. So please, if you got a sure thing, just flick them through and I won't tell anyone, all right? There you go. Coming up, we're going to see from Kempe off the back fence as well. See what Uncle Kempe has to say. But the messages keep them coming through. Hey, lads, you cracked me up yesterday when Kempe's heavy breathing talk. Oh, <laughs> Kempe, he's off. He hasn't got his cans on at the moment, so he can't hear us. Yes, that was very, very funny. Black Caps needed Jimmy Sanderson, 40-year-old, and still on the barmy arm. Roscoe, coming up. Kempe, here's our Alta News for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and find up to half price off Blackmores and Swiss Vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, SCNZ, Wednesday, oh, 7th of September, golf day, yes, going to go give Flem a hiding. Got Eric Murray playing today, boys, he's down here at the moment, going to have a little whack with Eric, he's been hounding me, he wanted to play tomorrow, but I'm going to go to Auckland. So going to have a hit with Eric, he's actually a pretty sharp golfer, messaged me yesterday, told me, pretty much wrote his whole message in every single hole, gave me all the detail, eagled the last, he reckon, so he's up and about. And, uh, yeah, going to go tune him up at about 11 o'clock this morning, so looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Do you put any money on it? Uh, do you put any money on it? Yeah, there's always money on the on the Wednesday golf. Yeah, tell, you always tell, chuck tell, it tell, a, tell him i got 50 bucks on you, mate. <laughs> oh, Kempy, don't put that pressure on me, brother. What else would you He's pretty sharp. At? He's pretty sharp, bro. Honestly, he's, he's actually plays golf every day. 
loves it, loves it, and he. Oh, he says he's working. I, think, I don't he's know what he's hard these days. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, he's done the mahi. He could just enjoy his his cold ones, and yeah, he's, he's crack up, funny fella. But you're looking forward to catch up with him and have a wee Wednesday golf day, lads. It's been a funny hour, Louie. I must say, it's been a funny hour because you've asked the question: Who do you hate? Who is it that is it that team or that someone you hate losing to? And there'll be a reason why. There'll be a reason why. So flick them through on double eight double three Temper Bed Post Text Machine. We would love to hear from you. There's a couple here, and I'm going to ask Kimpy about this. Hi guys, I hate two copper rugby club two with a passion. <laughs> two copper. So two, co- two copper and Taranaki, why? mate. Two copper and Taranaki. They're a rugby club in New Plymouth, mate, and everybody hates them. <laughs> why? <laughs> and, everyone, and there'll be a lot of two copper people listening to this one. But yep, I'm with this dude. He did he put his name to it. He's. I bet he plays with Clifton. Guarantee it. Yeah. <laughs> Two copper, mate, because they always they always up there and about. All the legends play for them. Um, yeah, a bit like club rugby, like what the Crusaders are to Super Fifteen. That's what Two Copper um, rugby club is. So, yeah, yeah. As soon as they come up, I started laughing because I can't believe it. Like ever since I was a kid. That's what yeah. we grew up like. That club was the one that we didn't like. There's, there's been a lot of people actually this morning already saying that the team they hate losing to or the person they're hating at the moment the most is Trevor Immelman, the President's Cup captain for leaving Ryan Fox out. Um, somebody's asked for a please explain, and they've got quite fired up about us. So you only took care about footy? No, of course we don't. But we don't have the... We don't have the answer. I don't know why Foxy's missed out. So they've picked six for rookies there. But if anybody wants to come through and explain that, because we've had a lot of people really fired up about that. And, well, he's usually here for the quiz, but he's a little bit later this morning. We're going to Palmy North to Lammy, the team you hate losing to the most, oh, la- most Lammy. Who would it be? <laughs> mate, it's not actually a team, buddy. It's my wife, mate. Every time we play cards or board games, mate, she just jumps up in the air, mate, and just, she does the chicken dance, mate. You know, dances around and stuff like that. And my grandkids are looking at me going, Papa, what's she doing? No, oh, I'm just going, mate, she's just happy as that she's beating Papa. So you know what? My, my muckles don't dance with her. They say, lose her, Papa, lose her, Papa. I'm going, oh, man, it just sucks, but I tell you. Levy, I'm with you, my friend. I'm with you. Daisy, my wife, does exactly the same thing. We played a game of Cranium anyway. We're halfway through, and we got... No, we weren't even halfway. We just started. Anyway, we're only 10 minutes in the game, and I just pick up the whole board, bro, and just throw it into the roof (laughs) and storm straight to my room, mate. They just irritate you, and I can't stand it. I love that call from you, Lemmy. Appreciate it. You're so competitive, and we all are. Uh, Who is it? Now, the the reason that this came about is last night, the Black Caps put themselves in a good spot to kick on and score a nice total. Uh, It was a good platform laid in the first innings, and you heard it here live on SCN. This was the batting innings. Oh, big leading edge. Maxwell is screaming one-handed. Around the wicket again. Dance by Conway. This has gone very, very high. Just giving himself some width and taking him down the ground. And for six. Stark right arm over to Latham on five. That's lofted up off the pads. Does it have the carry? Yes, it will. Maxwell in again. Tossed up and one hand comes off the bat. The slog sweep trying to take it through mid-wicket and Steve Smith. He's around the wicket to Mitchell. Mitchell comes down the pitch and he's given that straight to Steve Smith at mid-wicket. Latham on strike now on 43. Oh, did not need to do that. Maxwell straying down leg side. 
He tried to go big over backwards square, and he's given it straight to the short fine leg. Around the wicket again. Now he's coming after Maxwell, and he's gifted it to Smith at short cover. Hazelwood to Henry, slower ball, had to oh. wait on it and was done for the pace. And he's drilled that to Stark, falling away to his right. Ferguson, he's able to jam out a full ball. Smith has a shot at the stumps. They get a single at the non-striker's end to make it a competitive total of nine for two, three, two. Competitive, but it wasn't enough. And you heard that fall of wickets. Just every time someone got going towards the end of the New Zealand innings, they got out. And the wicket was sticky. It was hard to bat on. It was it was tripping and it was turning just a, a wee bit enough, almost holding, that you needed to kind of see yourself in. So when Nation scored 16 off 16, Santner 13 off 13, uh, Daryl Mitchell 26 off 33, Michael Bracewell 7 off 8, it kind of paints the picture that guys you'd expect to be explosive down the bottom of the order weren't. And then it got made worse when we had them on the ropes but couldn't close it. Finch on strike. Oh, struck on the pads. Is that in line with leg? The finger goes up. Australia one for 19. Oh, playing on. Thick inside edge, Smith. Oh, now is that in line and out? Yes, it is. Bolt has got Labuschagne. And Bolt is almost unplayable at the moment for Australia. Oh, to Warner. He thumps out. And Finch going. And he's picked out Michael Bracewell perfectly. Four Australian wickets gone inside eight overs. Bolt's time is coming to an end. This one. What a beauty, Matt Henry! Santner over the wicket. Carey tosses it up, invites him to go after him, and Carey obliges. Under 50 runs needed, 48 required, 75 balls remain. 5 for 185 as Ferguson moves past umpire Here rifle. Is. Here is a short one. Top edge, chance at long leg, lining it up and dropping it. There's Trenfold. Here's Ferguson starting, and he's hit to mid-wicket, and he's caught. It was short, he's got a toe in. One of the only few strokes he has and hit it out of the middle of that bat. Zampa, one bounce over the rope at mid-wicket. A boundary from Adam Zampa. That's it. That's going to be a wide, a bouncer going down leg side. And Australia win the first game of the Chapel Hadley one-day series by two wickets at Kazali Stadium in a game that had just about everything. Is he? You look physically pained. Yeah, that moment. That moment. That you, you spoke about the moments. Um, that catch. That multi, obviously. Let go with Cam Green and seeing what he was able to do to get them home, mate. It's uh, yeah, it's frustrating. And the game was here to be taken, and we just weren't able to to carry on. Five for forty-four. I kept going back to it, but um, yeah, just when you when you listen to it, you're thinking. Had that game in our hands and we just let it slip. Oh, there'll be a lot of what ifs for the for the Black Caps today. And but look, they need to find something because at the moment that Australian team in Australia have just something mentally a little barrier blocking the Black Caps at the moment. How do you get past that, Kempi? If you've got a team that you just can't beat, oh, you just keep showing up and eventually you get them. Yeah, you know, just we were like that when uh, we played the Aussies in the in the late eighties, you know, early nineties, and kept showing up, and we'd get one or two of the games over years, and then late nineties, early two thousands, we started getting them. So you just got to keep showing up. The, you know, they're, they're decent players, and they're used to winning. And you know how we've had the conversation this morning is about who we hate losing to the most. The Aussies would be if they had the same mirror show going on in in Australia this morning. Everyone will be saying the Kiwis. 
Mm. Everyone will be finding out and saying we hate losing the Kiwis. So, mate, you just got to keep showing up, Louis. That's that's all you can do. Would you be picking Tim Southey in the second ODI tomorrow? Yeah. Least, the good thing is it's a quick turnaround, is he? Which I can only imagine yeah. would always yeah. help an athlete. Easy to shrug off and, yeah. and just focus on the next job. Yeah, you can't. You can't dwell on it. You can't dwell on it. They'll know the moments that they missed out on, and they'll be thinking about those moments, and just they'll understand they've got to win every single moment. And um, I'll start Tim Southey. I'll give him a crack, hundred percent, mate. That, just that that combination, that partnership has been, well, just the driving force of, of New Zealand's success over the last couple of years. Bolt Southey, get them back together. Give them a chance to go over there and and get one over the Aussies for sure. But yeah, quick turnaround helps, Louis. We, you assume that it would just be an in-and-out format. Henry Trent Bolt was absolutely sensational. If anything, what does this do? It drums in the fact that they need to keep Trent Bolt on the hook for next year's ODI World oh, Cup. No. They have to find a way to have a spot, and if that means bending their own rules or bending their own precedents that they've set, and I'm not even sure if that is necessarily the case, but 10 overs, 2 maidens, 4 for 40, just so good from Trent Bolt. Uh, Matt Henry was his 10 for 50. Look, Matt Henry didn't play well, bad, as, as I said. He took the two. Lockie Ferguson was expensive. I, I would suggest that the straight swap would be Henry for Southie. And you think that Tim Southie is going to be champ- champing at the bit, absolutely wanting to rip in. Mitchell Stark was bowling some good gas, but it was Glenn Maxwell, 10 overs, 52 runs for the four wickets, which was quite incredible and probably the four wickets they didn't expect to get. Lots of pressure on Aaron Finch. Lots of pressure on the Kiwis now to lift and respond under Gary Stead and Kane Williamson. How do they do it? 0800 150 811 8833. Keep your messages coming through. We're not far away from catching up with Blair Chuk over at St. Tropez. He is getting stuck into the next leg of the Sale GP Tour, the French Grand Prix. Very exciting to catch up with Blair Chuk just after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. 20 minutes past 7 o'clock. We're not far away from catching up with Blair Chuk out of St. Tropez. Is he? It's uh, not San Tropez. San Tropez. San Tropez. Beautiful I, part of the world. Mate, I had a look at it. Have you ever mm. been, Kimby? Not to San, San Tro, Tropez, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a look at it. It is unbelievable. Like the, the yeah. coastal town. It, and for this uh, French Sail GP event, they've kind of got it stacked mm. out. Max Verstappen was there on the grinder. They've got all the celebrities. So um, I don't know what Blair was up to. Well, probably the super yachts. All the super yachts live there, and that's where Blair will be just lounging up on someone's yacht, just getting a nice wee tan on, and just waiting to go and get back to back to back. A three peat. Nope. Is he there? He's he's not too. He's, we'll, we'll have him in a second. He's. I don't know if he's oh. one of the people that I would pick that needs a tan. I think me and <laughs> he, he is always well tan. Here's a good text to think. Cooper Cronk made nine grand finals. It was always a delight when the Storm or Roosters didn't make the granny. Ooh, will they make Ooh, it this yeah, year? Hey, will they make it this year? That's it's just winners, eh? Kimpy, if you some blokes wins, are just blessed. People hate it. Oh. Yeah. And people hate winners. People hate winners. And I want to talk about this one, Ken, because this is big news. Quickly, thoughts on Taylor May's suspension? Put it off till next year? Oh, Your thoughts know. on that with the I Panthers? Don't, I don't know what's going on. Of course, you should serve it straight away. Like, Yeah. So is what, that them trying to have the best players available for the finals? And trying to, is that, I don't what know. What kind of precedence is that setting? Yeah, exactly. I think they've opened up a can of worms here. That's in, that, you've you've mm. just hit the nail on the head. It's a precedent. Mm. 
Crazy, crazy time. We'll come back to that, Kimpy, because we want to talk some uh, playoffs for sure, NRL players coming up. But, yeah, the Aussies might have snagged us in the cricket last night, but they better not look over their shoulder because on the glorious and luxurious waters of Saint-Tropez in France... The Kiwi Sail GP team will be mowing them down this weekend as they start the event only four points behind the Aussies for the overall season competition lead. It's been a total turnaround the last two events for Kiwis, for the Kiwis and back-to-back wins. And Blair Chuk would have been loving to be back in the winner's circle. Chuki is on the line now out of France. Chuki, appreciate you coming on, mate. How you going? Yeah, morning, boys. All good, thank you. All good. Nice to be chatting to you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Congratulations on the last two events, mate. Uh, awesome. Mate, what a turnaround. What, what's, what's been going on, mate? You're doing something right. What's been going so right for you to get the, get the dub? Yeah, it's certainly been pretty awesome for the team to well, take the last couple of wins. It's been, you know, it's been a long time coming. I think we'll be the first one to say that. It's, um, yeah, it's been quite a, a journey for us to get these wins. And, no, nah, it's just awesome for the team to see the I've seen some reward for, I guess, all the hard work everyone's been putting in. And, you know, it's been a pretty key part of the season for us to do it in rather than middle of the European um, league of, of the tour. So, now I guess we come into this weekend in Central Pay now with a, with a lot of confidence. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're in um, a good place. Hey, hey Blair, the, the glitz and glamour of the European tour, you know, up there in Central Pay, is there like a serious buzz around the competition or, you know, like, like as he just said, are you just sitting on a, a big yacht getting a tan most of the time? <laughs> um, not quite. We've literally um, just dropped in, or only um, Pete and I and a couple of the other guys are here. Some of the rest of the crew are just um, coming up from New Zealand still. So, uh, yeah, well, four, four days out or something from race weekend. So, um yeah, but there is there is a buzz around. I mean, Central Bay, it's, it's good to be here. I mean, it's definitely a notable lift from last year, where I guess we were still in um, the grips of the, the pandemic. So it's certainly busier this year, and um, I guess it's a sign of the league as well as it, it is growing. So um, yeah, it's definitely a hype around. We had um, a couple of F1 drivers actually in town today. Um, Chico and Max were doing a uh, activation, so that was that was pretty awesome to have them around. Yeah, wow, mate, superstars hanging out with superstars. Oh, it's a different world, that Sal GP, mate. We just go to muddy paddocks and go back into a humble change room and get, get dressed and go home. We don't hang around with no superstar <laughs> Max Verstappens. But anyway, mate, yeah, you deserve it, Blair Chuki. Hey, uh, just, just what, what, are you able to get out and, and enjoy your time? There's a lot of downtime uh, involved when you're away from, from, the, um, from, the, from the waters, mate. Are you able to get out and chill? And what do you do for your re- relaxation time? Oh, well, um, the majority of us have been coming back um, in between regatta, so we've been coming back and um, checking back in with rally in New Zealand winter. Um, so that's been, um, that's, I guess, been part of the program for us over the last few events. But, yeah, well, the next, after this weekend, we're actually staying up because it's a tight turnaround to the next one in Spain. So everyone will kind of go in their own different directions and, and take something on in, in Europe. And, um, yeah, it's... it's pretty awesome to be able to explore and you know we're fortunate to do what we do for a living so it's nice to get out and i guess um check out some of the, the sites along the way too and then obviously once we go into camp tomorrow it's you know pretty full-on um five days for us hey it's it's awesome mate to see i, I think you got erica erica dawson on your boat she's a young girl that uh grew up with my daughter actually out at coatesville 
Um, how's mm-hmm. that? How's that working? Having different classes try and get involved. Yeah, it's going to be great to have Erica um, join the team back. She did a couple of events actually, Saint Tropez and uh, Cardiff last year, and then she's been busy doing her Olympic with Micah, so um, she's literally come straight off the back of the world champs. So, um, like, great to have her part of the team. She's been sitting in on the debriefs and all the, um, I guess, the planning meetings and stuff. So she's kept well in check with what's going on. But um, yeah, for her to come back into that strategist role this this weekend will will be a, um, a good boost for the team. Obviously, we've had um, Joe La and and Liv Mackay doing that role um, and Liv predominantly over the last year. So um, yeah, it's just been awesome to see. I guess the boost they give the team and um, yeah, I guess all of us together have. Um, grown a lot as a unit, so I, I think Erica will really step up again this weekend. Yeah, nice, mate. We look forward to seeing what she can do when she gets on, on the boat with you, lads. Hey, um, just the, the top three. You got eight points separating the top three. Mate, what is it? When you're out on the water, what is the the kind of detail, what are some of the things that we can look when we're watching that can kind of understand where it's going to go. Because obviously the boat's all made the same. There's no difference with um, the boat making and, and everything's all similar. So what kind of tactics or, or things are you looking at to do to try and get one over the wall? And what were you able to do in the last two regattas to get get the wall over the opposition? Yeah, no, nice, mate. Um, I guess, first of all, the, the season's pretty long, so it's like um, 11 events, so... Um, I guess consistency is pretty key over all of those. So although we had a bit of a slow start, we didn't have any um, really bad events. So those, I guess, the fourth and the fifth kind of helped us to be in the mix. And then with two wins, we've sort of shot right up into into second place. So, um, yeah, consistency over the, the whole season is key. And then obviously the winner of Sail GP is crowned in, in San Fran at the final just by the winner-takes-all last race. So it's um, pretty unique in our sport, but it's... Um, it's part of Sail GP, and I guess we're also become accustomed to it. So it's it's a um, yeah pretty a pretty cool thing. But each race weekend, um, yeah, across I mean to try and win a race, you have to have a good start. Um, so if you yeah. you know tuning in this weekend, the start's pretty critical. Um, if you don't have a good start with nine other boats on the start line, it's pretty hard to win the race. Um, yeah. But difficult to get a good start every time so if you don't have a good start then you've got to be um good at kind of finding your way back and trying to get you know what could be a seventh or an eighth place uh, if you can change that into a third or a fourth is quite a big turnaround for the weekend so um battling the boat fast doing good maneuvers um you know making making good decisions so that's sort of all the areas that we we look at and you know have been kind of along the last six months we as a team have been sort of delving into and trying to make make gains and get out of the starting blocks mate that's what you got to do we know that we're watching you guys getting on that uh, three peat mate we're going to leave Saint-Tropez and the super yachts are going to head to New Zealand's answer to Saint-Tropez and Littleton you're looking forward to that <laughs> cold the, the tickets go the tickets <laughs> go on sale in a couple of weeks bring some suntan lotion yeah we certainly are uh, it's going to be epic to, um come down to the, the mainland, you know, first Sail GP event in New Zealand and, um, yeah, to take it to Littleton is going to be great. So, yeah, tickets on sale in a couple of weeks. I mean, there's already been a huge amount of, um, I guess, action around people, you know, on the corporate um, side of things. So it's nice to see 
everyone can just see a bit of the soldier You need a couple of grinders. Yeah, you can, are you? <laughs> Get us down mate, there, mate. He's keep his shoulders. He's in keep his shoulders, mate. I don't think that grinder will handle those things. Oof. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe give Louis and Marcus a challenge, see what, see what you reckon. Oh, no, we got no chance. Kempi, you've, you've opened up a can of worms here. Calm down. All right, Chuki, we're going to have to let you go, mate. But uh, well done on the last two events. Chase that hat-trick, and we, we honestly, I think it'll go great seeing you boys back here in Littleton Harbour, just over the hill there for us. And I'll tell you, if you go there, mate, not that you eat this bad food, but there's a beautiful bakery there that do fantastic <laughs> cream donuts. All right, mate? So there you go. If oh, the boys need a little treat, get over the, there and they got some. I saw the cream donuts when I was off in Kitty Kitty, right? After rugby every Saturday. <laughs> yeah. These ones are neck level, mate. You won't be disappointed. Right. Appreciate your time, Blair Chook. All the best, oh, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Ah, oh, legend. Yeah, good. He's so good. GC, mate. Yeah, good dude. Yeah, great with his time, actually. Massive shout-out to the SailGP team, Nat, as well. And those tickets go yeah, they're awesome. In, a, in about a month. They are awesome. They're always, they want to kind of grow their league. How Not open are they? Hey, they just always find time for us. Really appreciate that. Yes, me too. You reckon we could do, you reckon <laughs> we could do the breakfast show on the back of one of those boats? No chance, Kimby. Those things are... Jiving and ducking and jiving. Oh, what? Jiving? Is it jiving and ducking. Jiving and ducking. You did so well to pretend like you knew what you were doing. Yeah. What, no, I've done it. I've done what Stephen Donald did. Jiving. What's the other one? What's jiving. Jiving. Tack left. You're thinking about 3 o'clock, yeah, 3 a.m. in the morning up yeah. on Bontemy Road. Oh. <laughs> BG, old BG so well. Dag. <laughs> I was doing so well. Oh, even even got a oh yeah, nice one, mate, from Blair. He was he was quite yeah. a, oh, what? Geez, Daggy like knows that the boats are all the same. Gee, you like that? I'm I'm all like this, bro. Put the finger up and go, lick it and go. Oh yeah, a little bit of a nor'wester. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> old tactician Dag, twenty-seven away from You're on the wrong side of the course. <laughs> from mate, here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping a bird in New Zealand. Some sports headlines up after that. SENZ 26 minutes away from 8am this morning, 7th of September. It is spring, but it's fresh up and down Aotearoa. I hope you're rugged up warm on your way to work. Right, some sports headlines, lads. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Pop into your local for some good value fuel, and we all need that at the moment. Visit Gull. Dot NZ. Let's do some live sport first and foremost because we have got plenty of it going on. The Champions League is back. Can you believe it already? And Dortmund's beaten Copenhagen 3 0 this morning. PSG is up 2 zip over Juventus. Man City up 1 0 over Sevilla. Madrid and Celtic are locked at nil all. And RB Salzburg are up 1 0 over Milan. Uh, to the US Open we go, where well, I thought Berrettini was scrapping his way back into it, but after failing to serve out the third set or three set points, he got done in the tiebreaker by Arud 7-6. Well, he won the tiebreaker, so the third set. Straight sets victory for Rude, who was cruising. Nick Kyrgios playing Kashinov later on. In the women's singles, Jabir has the split on uh, Tom Janovic, the Australian 3-1 in the first set 
elsewhere, Amelia and Akanasio is going to return from an 18th month absence to lead the Silver Ferns in their three tests against Jamaica later on this month. And Trent Bolt, after his star performance yesterday with the Bull, spoke to the press conference about his future. Yeah, I've made a few decisions over the last couple of weeks and uh, I'm pretty happy with uh, you know the, the sacrifices I'm making and getting to spend more time with my kids and etc. And yeah, hey, I've, I've really enjoyed it, but there's definitely still a big drive to contribute to the one-day side and um, push forward to that World Cup in, a, in about 40 months' time. Rejoice, Izzy. Rejoice. That's great news. One half of the relationship wants to make it work. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And look, we know the importance for um, Trent Bolt in our, in our make-up. You know, he is our bowling attack. He is the bowler that we look to many times, many occasions to, to get the job done. But on the other side of that, he's a father and he's a brother, and he's he's got a, he wants to spend time with his family. And I I applaud him for that, making that decision. It is hard when you, when you've so much pressure of people pulling you this way, and your family who are only young, you know, they grow up really quick, really quick. And he's he's made that decision. So look, he's a sportsman and he's a he's a fantastic cricketer, but he's also a husband and a father. So I applaud him on that. But um, till then. We know how important he is to the Black Cat. So just keep doing as much as you can there, Bolte, because we need you. Text coming through on double eight, double three. No Kempi, I'm from Old Boys, Bloody Two Couple. Always. <laughs> New Plymouth Old Boys, yeah, just as. <laughs> yeah, we don't like you either, just quietly. Two Couple, <laughs> always dropping their players down a grade to play in the thirds final, cheating bloody hoos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yep, you know, you've nailed that. Hey, one one guy you haven't that we haven't mentioned is Thomas Luluai, mate. Retires this year after twenty years yeah. of top level football. Yeah, mate. Twenty years is he? Mm. You know, mm. and um, not only that, but his father was you know a pretty good footballer too, James Luluai. Um, but what a life! Yep. His whole life he's been around um, football and finally retiring this year after twenty years. So hats off yep. to Tommy. Yeah, what a career. What a career, Kempi. 100%. I, I seen that news the other day. 20 years. Hopefully we don't lose him to the game. The IP that he'll be able to offer to players coming through, I think he'll have a, a job in the game for sure going forward. 22 minutes away from 8 o'clock this morning. Well said, Kempi. After this, we're going to be back and talk some motorsport because, look, Max Verstappen might have been on the grinding kit, but to be fair, in the paddock, he is the champion driver at the moment. He's streets ahead in the F1, but it's the IndyCar where our Kiwis are on top of the world. Ed Spencer to talk about a very exciting last week in IndyCar coming right up. We are 16 away from 8. We're going to talk some motorsport in just a second. A couple of texts here on double eight, double three, boys to get to first, though. Mark says, I'd be dropping Ferguson. He's fast but not intimidating enough with his short stuff. Ooh, is your point of difference, though, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Obviously, he brings a lot of speed and a lot of heat, which is something any team will dream of, 140, late 40 clicks. But in saying that, he didn't have the impact we were after yesterday. Matt Henry, like you said, 250 after his 10, solid. So that's a, that's a fair shout. Because um, Matt Henry's bowls what, like early 140s, so there's a little bit of heat there. Um, Bolte's late 130s, um, but that extra seven clicks is... Is a wee bit different. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go there, there, Louis. Yeah, no, there is, and there's a great text here for Kempe about the Crusaders, and we're going to have to de- <laughs> we're going to have to deal with that one a wee bit. But right now, it's time to talk some yeah. motorsport, Kempe. Yeah, well, it was do or die for Scott McLaughlin in the penultimate race of the 2022 IndyCar Series in Portland, and the Kiwi delivered, didn't he? 
The team Pence driver finished atop the podium while Scott Dixon came in third to keep his title hopes well and truly alive. The Kiwis will now head to California for the season finale at the Monterey Grand Prix. Prix with dreams of a 1-2 podium finish. Wouldn't that be great? Is a couple of Kiwis to provide us with an update on what's at stake come Monday is Ed Spencer, who is a motorsport expert and writer for Motorlap. Evening, Ed. How are you going? Evening, gentlemen. How are we? Very, very good. How impressive was that win, mate, for Scott McLaughlin? Very impressive, um, considering that he had the all-to-do being the outsider in the championship race. He looked like a man who was leading the championship the way he effortlessly led from start to finish and really didn't have any problem holding off his teammates, Will Power and also Joseph Nugan. Good result for Scott Dixon as well, considering that he started so far back in 16th, he really put himself back into the title fight on what looked a tricky weekend for him, personally, going into it. Yeah, Scott, Scott Dixon obviously sitting second place. You've got Will Parr in the front, 20 points. I think he's clear. Scott McLaughlin, never, ever giving up hope. He is confident to go to the Firestone Grand Prix and get the job done. But, mate, it's going to take a hell of a lot of effort and a bit of luck. Can Will Power slip it's, up to allow us Kiwis to get there? <laughs> the strangest thing has happened in IndyCar, I would say that. Oh. Mate, we hope so. We we hope so. And we, no, we don't. We want it to be a fair contest. But mate, like in, in all honesty, like five genuine chances to take it out, mate. Well, how do you see this this last Grand Prix playing out? It's very close at the moment. I think we all didn't expect the season to be as tight as it is going into the final round. And all five of them, you could argue for, you could argue they could win the championship because of how good they've been. Marcus Ericsson. Indy 500 winner, Dixon, of course, he's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, New Garn as well, Power and McLaughlin as well. Power comes in as a bit of a hot favourite considering he's got a 20-point buffer from New Garn and Dixon. But I think it'll all depend on the qualifying. Remember, IndyCar is a bit different from Formula 1 in the fact that you have two groups, then you have the Fast 12, Fast 6, and it really, if you're down 15th, 16th on the grid, you're in trouble, especially considering Laguna Seca is quite a tight circuit. There isn't that many places to overtake, especially if you try to do something on the, uh, the court screw. Roman Grosjean came off second best last year when he tried to lap Jimmy Johnson. But for me, personally, I think New Garden might just nick it. I think prior to, prior to what he has in the running from uh, Portland, from the, before his poor qualifying in Portland, he looked good for a, for a win. And, you know, he could argue that he would be going into the championship as the favourite, championship finale as the favourite, considering that he was running away with the second Iowa race before something broke on the car. Hey, Ed, is it, just talking about the car, is there a favourite car for this last race or favourite team going, uh, going into this last Grand Prix? I, I think it's... It's not, you can't really say if I'm being honest with you. I think you always have your big four who are going to be the favourites, but you never know with IndyCar. There's always that lurking outsider that can cause an upset. Look at Christian Lundgaard, yes, in the race on Sunday. He was right in the fight before he had, he stalled in the pits. So I would say Penske are looking more of the favourites considering their recent run of form. But Chip Ganassi are a strong team, strong outfit. And, of course, they have two X-Cars, I should say, that are not in the fight, which is Alex Pillow and uh, Jimmy Johnson. So maybe they will play a hand in maybe some team tactics 
perhaps to help Dixon and Ericsson out. Just on Team Penske, we're going to go back to Scott McLaughlin. It's going to take a miracle for him to get up there. We'd love to see him podium finish uh, for the IndyCar Champions, Drivers' Championship. But just on Team Penske and Scott McLaughlin, they must be super excited about the Kiwi going into 2023 and what he's able to deliver. I think he's definitely progressed from those one-and-a-half rookie years where there were some question marks whether Scott was really going to make it in IndyCar, but mm. ever since the opening race at St. Petersburg, he has looked extremely strong. He's adapted well to life in America. And I think going into 2023, you'd have to say he's a genuine championship threat because mm. now that you've got all the, you know, the rookie jitters out of the way, and the, of course the second, second four-year slump, which some drivers do have, he should be a real threat. And... That's no disrespect to Joseph Nugan and Will Power. They're both excellent drivers. But McLaughlin has, when he gets out in front, he's simply dominant. Look, he's winning St. Petersburg. He soaked up the pressure really well on the final few laps and just defeated Palo at the line. So I think he is going, you'll go into 2023 full of optimism. He can win the championship, if not this year. Oh, that wouldn't that be nice? Do you, but just uh, quietly, do you think Scott Dixon was happy to see Alex Polo fall out of the championship contention? <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think there may have been a, a couple of wry grins at the Chip Ganassi stable when they saw that. But at the moment, it looks like he'll be driving for them next year. There may there is rumours, of course, that McLaren are kind of throbbing and wondering whether they will get him because they had a statement out confirming him and then only to find it's been deleted so they may be having to team up with Alex whether they like it or not Hey just very quickly mate I'm curious you've got such a good motorsport brain F1 Verstappen at the moment they are so locked in him and uh, Horner and the whole of Red Bull is there much in the motorsporting circles is there much suspicion that anyone can catch him or is, it, is he a good thing from here Well I think it's it's tough to say because the championship is never over until a rather uh, chunky FIA steward waves a checkered flag at Abu Dhabi on Sunday, <laughs> November, uh, November 12th, in Sunday, November. But I think the, the, the momentum Verstappen has at the moment and the way that Red Bull is simply perfect on every track it goes to, bearing in mind that even when Verstappen is not on pole position or even in the top three, you still wouldn't bet against him to win the race. So the momentum is definitely on the side of him and Red Bull. But for Ferrari, things are starting to kind of unravel after that amazing start when Leclerc was actually in the championship league. That feels like an age ago when it was April time and we were already predicting that maybe an upset was on the card. So I don't really think Verstappen can be defeated. I think it would take uh, a miracle just to say, of, of extravagant proportions for him to lose the championship this year. Well, there you go. Get on the TAB. Moral. back. Yes, back Verstappen He's to win it at the, uh, at the Grand Prix. Hey, <laughs> hey, Ed, thank you very much for joining us this morning on SENZ. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate your, your smarts in and around who's going to win the next race. And uh, we're hoping that Scott McLaughlin or, of course, Dixon wins it uh, down here in New Zealand. <laughs> and that'd be fantastic for us. But uh, go well, mate. Enjoyed uh, enjoy speaking to you this morning. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good day, everyone, back in New Zealand. Oh, Ed Spencer, astute mind on all things racing. Can...
Scotty Dixon's the realistic chance, Louis. Yeah, he is. I mean, yeah. it doesn't... Look, honestly, I know Scott McLaughlin would love to win, but just by judging by social media at the moment, he's so happy just to be in the fight. Like, he is such a competitor, but I don't think mm. how big of an achievement this is to be here is lost on him and, and hold Team Penske. And Scott Dixon... I don't. I think we've spoken about it enough now, but one of the greatest New Zealand athletes of all time, and he's still doing it six times. Six time, and he would if he gets that seventh, it would be incredible. Seven away from eight. Back with your messages on double eight, double three, including a very good one for Kempi after this. Alrighty, Kempi, you read this one, mate. It's for you. Kempi, Kempi, Kempi. Everyone's second team is the Crusaders. Yep, I won't say what. <laughs> Give yourself an uppercut. <laughs> oh, I sent that fishing line out. I, I threw it out there. Didn't even put a sinker on it, and we got one. And here he goes. Give yourself an upcut. I absolutely hate everything red and black. Got worse after Daggy defected. Great show, boys. <laughs> That's from Otago Hutch. Oh, Otago Hutch. Come on. No, brother. 26 games. Proud. Had to get out of there, mate. Honestly, I was losing the plot. <laughs> I went to the last ever Guardians <laughs> night, and well, it was a final hurrah for Daggy. Get out of there. Move north and <laughs> hibernate, mate. So You're rough. no good. Anyway, coming up, here's Alana Bremner. Here's our eye of the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. Shop the Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy Sale and get up to half price off big brand vitamins. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, SCNZ, Wednesday, 7th of September, it's 8 o'clock, appreciate you tuning in, appreciate you sending all the messages through, who do you hate losing to, the text machine has been on fire, oh it's been on fire, love it, love it, lots of banter and lots of, lots of text messages coming through about clubs and teams, <clears throat> many on the English, many on Australia and well, many on the Two Copper Rugby Club. They're in Taranaki, so <laughs> keep them coming through. Double eight, double three. You're making the time fly with all your funny and very cracking messages. Even better, give us a call. A couple of you called through 0800 But uh, coming up, we're going to talk some Farah Palmer Cup. But remember, we spoke to Blair Chuk after 7 o'clock. We had a great chat with him. GP sailing. They've had back-to-back wins. And they're heading to Saint-Tropez to maybe get the hat-trick. Get to keep the ball, keep the boat rolling, sailing. 
jibing. There you go. We also spoke to Ed Spencer about the IndyCar. You got Will Power leading, Scott Dixon in second place. They're heading to the Firestone Grand Prix. Can a Kiwi get the job done? Obviously, Scotty McLaughlin winning the last one in Portland. <clears throat> Great to chat with Ed Spencer. But right, Spencer, sorry. Right now, we're going to talk some rugby, Farah Palmer Cup. There are a few certainties in sport and in life, but Canterbury's Farah Palmer Cup side being in the finish of the season is absolutely one. This weekend, the Red and Blacks line up in another grand final against fellow powerhouse Auckland, which doubles as one of the great servants of Canterbury rugby. Kendra Coxedge, 100th and final game for her prominence. Alana Bremner has played a lot of rugby with Kendra, and she's on the line with us this morning ahead of the weekend's grand final. Morning, Alana. Thank you so much for joining us. Morning, Izzy. How are you going? Good, thank you. Appreciate your time. Um, is it day off today? You got a day off? Yeah, day off. Yeah, <laughs> time to get awesome. yeah, body ready for the weekend ahead. Nice. So it's obviously been a busy weekend. Ah, uh, week. Obviously heading into another final. Canterbury women's team just carry on year and year out. So consistent. But how's the week be? It's it's a special. It's a it's a special week. Obviously got a few legends of the club. It was some special milestones this week. How's the week been? Yeah, no, it's been, it has been really cool. Um, yeah, as you touched on, we've got some huge milestones in our team this weekend, which isn't something that happens a lot in women's rugby. Um, we've got a pretty special 100th with Kendra Coxedge, um, you know, playing her final game for Canterbury as well as, as well as finishing off on the 100, which is something, you know, I don't think she thought would have happened a couple of years ago. So... To be able to get that is huge, and she's the kind of player that you know our game is better off because of her. So we're pretty lucky to have her um, and Steph Chihardi Fox on the red and black jersey for so long. Um, Steph will be playing her last game, so Canterbury Rugby's done an awesome gesture, and they've they've named Rugby Park after them this weekend. So it's the Tiro Hardy yeah. Fox Coxbridge Stadium, um, and then awesome. Pip Love. She's she's doing her fiftieth game, so that's a really special one for her. And what's that? What's that? Amazing. That's so awesome. But what's what's so special about that FPC program down there, which breeds success? Yeah, we're really lucky with the support we have. Um, we've got people that that work really, really hard and put in a lot more hours. Um, you know, just because I think the love of the game and they saw the potential down here and the program that we have, the development, it's huge. I remember mm. our HP started with. I think we had one person, which was the HP manager, um, who was doing multiple roles. That that was about three or four years ago now, and now we have a team of, I think, six or so staff, and and the program's grown hugely. So it's been really successful, I think, just because of the time and effort. Um, you know, people people around us have put into into the game. One of the upsides for for your team, obviously, Alana, is you've got so many black ferns, and, and you're going in and out of the squad, so. For yourself, how have you found that transition going back to the Black Ferns camps, coming back in, and how has the coaching group been able to handle that? Like, you've got so much depth. Like, when you go away, you lose so much experience, but the team rolls on. You must be pretty proud of that. Yeah, so proud of, you know, when we were away watching the girls, how awesome they went um, against um, Bay and Manawatu. It was, it was really awesome. So proud of all the depth, and I think it's been... Awesome leading into these final two weeks, having girls that have that have had awesome minutes. Um, so when when you know when they've come on the field, they've been there, done that the last couple of weeks, and 
um, they've had a lot of experience in their position, so that's been really cool. But yeah, it, has, it hasn't been, I guess, easy coming in and out of this program. It's been probably a little bit, we yeah. felt like it's been a little bit unsettling for potentially the girls and the team and management and things going in and out, learning two sets of game plans and line-outs <laughs> and things like that. But we're lucky now, being full-time, we've got the time to, um, you know, do that when they, what needed to be done um, before coming in for the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, it's been awesome to have the opportunity to play um, internationally and for our province, which is um, something we haven't really been able to do before. And, and Alana, have you noticed the difference this year with it being World Cup in, in the standard of the competition? Has there been a lift in the competition? Yeah, for sure. Every year you see the Farapama Cup just grow and grow. And I think that's, you know, the time and effort that's put into women's rugby, you can really you can really see the teams advancing year after year and the calibre of players and coaching and things. It's been, yeah, it's been a pretty cool um, change in this year. Obviously with the World Cup, there's a lot of females in the in the teams that are wanting to put their hands up and, you know, show why they deserve to be at that World Cup. So it's been a huge lift and it's awesome. I think, you know, we've got a whole lot of spectators and people yeah. loving women's rugby now, so that's awesome to see. Yeah, I have to agree. I was sitting uh, at home on Sunday, Sunday with um, a friend or a family member here. We were like watching the game. I think it was uh, uh, Auckland taking on. Oh no, it was a couple of weeks ago. But mate, just watching the calibre and the rugby that had been played, you definitely did right. The competition is well and truly uh, competitive, and you can see it uh, coming out. But this week, you're in a final. You're taking on Auckland. Another final for yourselves. What's been the main folks, you obviously played them during the round robin and got, got the job done, but finals are different. And we know last year you've, you've got to rectify a few things because you didn't, you let Waikato sniff one out last year. So what's been the focus this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, we, yeah, we did come across Auckland, I think it was round two this year. So it was a pretty close one, actually. I think there was only mm. about five points in it. Um, so we did experience a bit of pressure in that game. And I think, you know, we've, We've been watching them throughout the season and just learned the areas that they're going to come at us. And we let them get a lot of momentum. Um, last time we played them, they, they have some awesome players. And I guess we've just been working on this week how we're going to go up against that, but also what we can do to keep, keep going of what we've had of a season, which has been pretty awesome what we've been able to do. So the focus is pretty much just been on us um just you know we've got our theming and everything so it's coming to an end this week so we're just wanting to finish on a high but we know it's going to be an awesome game they've got um they've come off an awesome semi-final and they've got a whole lot of players like their loose board trio and and the experience they have in their backline so it's going to be it's going to be a great game yeah, it's going to be a great game. I'm going to head along because $5 tickets and kids go free 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It's going to be a cracking day. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. But, Lana, before we let you go, I've got a couple of questions. What does Alana do on her day off? I want to know that. And then quickly, we've touched on it this morning that everyone hates Canterbury, hates the Crusaders because we win, you know, because we get the job done. Do you feel like it's the same in Farrah Palmer Cup? Do, do you feel like all can come down here with their hatred in their minds? <laughs> yeah, no, I think the majority of the country will be backing <laughs> I think the majority of the country will be backing Auckland this weekend um, Yeah, we've got a small group of supporters but they're hardy and um, hopefully we get lots of them along to um, block out the noise on Saturday but um, on my day off 
what do I get up to? I've got a little puppy, so I usually go oh. walking, take him for a walk, get a coffee. Um, sometimes get a massage, but I don't know. It changes week to week. <laughs> oh, nice. You play a bit of golf? Um, I've tried, but not that great, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, nice. Oh, we appreciate you coming on, Lana. Obviously, you're doing a great job there with Canterbury and the Black Ferns. Um, go well on Saturday. Go well on Saturday and uh, all the best. And hopefully you and the girls can get the job done for some absolute legends of the game. Kendra and Steph, Te Ohaere Fox, um, mate, stalwarts, and they have done so much for women's rugby. Thank you so much, Alana. Thanks, Izzy. Bye. Awesome. Lana Bremner, her and her sister Chelsea doing great things in the Canterbury jersey, but special weekend, lads, and you touched on it, Kempi, with the competitiveness of Farah Palmer Cup. It has been enjoyable to watch. And I'll, I'll be the first say it, and I've come out and I've said Hazel Trubek's my favourite player, she plays for counties, but, but there is some nice rugby, and there's going to be people out there that you can't compare it to blokes and, and the game of international rugby. It is different, and but from what I'm seeing... I'm getting excited come World Cup, October 8th in Auckland against Australia. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, it's good to hear that there has been a lift in the competition in the World Cup. Yeah, mm. I actually watched that first game, Round 2, uh, Auckland, when they played Canterbury, and Canterbury got out to a big lead, and Auckland just about run them down in the end, uh, mm. only losing it by a try. So um, I think it'll be a decent grand, uh, grand final this weekend. They call it a grand final, or do they just call it a final? Grand final. Grand final. The grand finale. The grand, grand finale. finale. Down here in Otatahi Christchurch on a three o'clock Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Title Town. Title tickets. Title Town. Are they my second team? Who said is my second uh, team? <laughs> Are they? Yeah, man. Kimpy? I think they, I think they're everyone's second team. Well, who's your first? Uh, well, that depends. Auckland or Taranaki. <laughs> <laughs> no, Super Rugby. Who's your first Super, like, super Rugby? Oh, Who's your... Auckland. Auckland. Cause Tara... The Blues. Yeah, the Blues. The, the Blues. blues. 100%. Mate, oh, you should have said you weren't you here. The filthy fella. mood Kimpy was in the week after the Blues loss. <laughs> I was not. Why? I was not. Oh, no, that's right. Why? The Crusaders are your second team. You I should... know. That's why I was happy. I was happy because <laughs> Crusaders won. They're my second team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's a funny one. It's it's one of the the, the, the funny um, debates is, you know, this, your team and why do they hate uh, Canterbury so Crusaders so much? It was quite funny. I played golf with um, George Bridge on Monday, and he goes, "Man, your Hawks Bay team are lippy." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he's like, "Man, I've thrown out some lip." And Danny Twala obviously went to Hastings Boys and went up to Bridge and was like. You should be playing for us. You went to Linda's farm. <laughs> <laughs> and Bridgie was like laughing. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> there was actually um, uh, there was actually a really interesting, and uh, it's probably not now it's not the time to talk about it. There was a really bad um, sledging case in the AFL, right, in the final rounds where Dane Zorko, the Lions captain, said something terrible about a bloke's family member, and there was quite a lot to it. And it was... It raised a lot of questions about where the line is in the heat of the battle, and you know, can you getting carried away? Um, that sort of thing. Like, you should you should be playing for us. Obviously, love that. But um, I know that teams that have had a lot of success do seem to kind of cop that extra little bit of uh, animosity from other teams. I'll admit it. This is he's not a team, mm. but I'm a LeBron hater. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know why. why. 
I just he just he's a punisher in my opinion. <laughs> I just I just I'll never meet him. Why do you hate him? He's an incredible athlete. I understand all of that. I just is it the way he carries himself around, or is it? I think the way it's he how plays? I think is it's it how, how contrived he kind of comes. He, he's so contrived. He's, he's everything seems so calculated to like you know look at me. I'm the greatest, and it's like mm. I don't know. But I I don't. I've never you know sports ha- sports hate is such an interesting thing because sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. They can be. Look, I'll be totally honest. I'll be I'll be brutally honest. All right, Auckland is the team that I grew up not liking because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going. I'm just going to get. How just, can we trust you? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just you just saying. said you like the Blues. Now you hate Auckland. Yeah. I, no. Okay. I've grown up. I've grown up. But when I was a kid, it got instilled in me really young, and especially in rugby league, that we didn't like Auckland because Auckland were always the team to beat. And I used to watch like Taranaki beat them. We had a pretty good league team back then in those days, and. And then Central Districts beat them, which was our, our provincial team that went, you know, it was Hawks Bay, Manawatu, Taranaki together. Um, and then you sort of, when I got to play for Wellington, those rivalries with Auckland were just massive. Um, and I know that there's a lot of people out there say, yep, they hate the Crusaders, but I can guarantee in my, my era, they don't even think about the Crusaders. They think about Auckland. Auckland rugby. They think about Auckland. Whether it's rugby, whether it's league, whether it's anything. Oh, yeah. You know, we used to play them in softball, and we used to just wait to get to Auckland. You know what I mean? We go, right, let's wait, let's get them out there. And the same with anything. rugby, same with rugby league. So, But um, but now I love the Blues. I love them. I'm living in Auckland. It's and they're anything, watching. eh, Kempe? We play a Hawks Bay uh, Auckland golf game, and... Uh, we I played my first time this year and against the Aucklanders and yeah they just they're just something about them eh they're just a little bit oh well ooh, is he snarky being up here <laughs> it's like it's a different country up here half the time to the rest of the we place. love Auckland we love Auckland though we are very appreciative of Auckland the big city don't tell us they do in the country oh here they come here they come <laughs> they, we do love them we do. <laughs> Dan has come through with absolute gold. You see two messages here. Nobody hates the Wellington Lions because we're shit. <laughs> and, then he's, and then he's also said, Izzy needed you 135 kilometre outswingers last night in Cairns. Shouldn't have lost that. <laughs> oh, mate, Dan, I would have had no chance with these knees. But no, nah, look, honestly, we shouldn't have lost that. We shouldn't have lost that. And there's this little thing on our shoulder against them that we just can't get. Get rid of, but um, mate, be seeing them sport. Go again, another chance. Oh man, sports hate. We've absolutely had I one think today. You've opened up something. Yeah. <laughs> we love Auckland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Here, uh, a couple more quickly. We shoot off. Mark says, "Well, I hate the cheating roosters. Um, Aussie and cricket and rugby, two worst. Te- Aussie and England and." Aussie and cricket, England and rugby, two worst teams to lose to. Cheers, John. John, a lot of people will agree with you there. A sports say, I hate Serena Williams, but I will argue she's the greatest, had the greatest impact on tennis and therefore the greatest ever. But I loathe her, Matt. And sometimes you just don't know why. And it's important to mm. differentiate between hate and sports hate. Like, we're not talking nasty, vilifying, gross <laughs> hate. We're talking about that just weird dislike passionately for another team. You can't wait to have a beer after sport. Like it doesn't, yeah. ma- it doesn't matter what you're doing on the like you're talking about banter. Yeah. yeah. Mate, in yeah. my day, yeah. like you'd go to jail for the things you said. 
you know. The, and, yeah, wow. And sometimes when a guy would say Way something, to bring the you would actually start <laughs> laughing because it was that good. Like you'd look at him and go, where did you come up with that one? That was really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. mate, you could never say it on air. No way in the world. Yeah. No, maybe we'll, mm. do, maybe we'll do a podcast only for all the, the worst things Izzy and Kimby heard few, on a sports I've show. got a few good ones. Oh, mate. Yeah, some bad things. <laughs> some bad. You say some bad things. You, you, it, mate, you want to win. You'll do anything to win. Anything. So you'll say it and you're just like, oh, that just went in one ear out the other. He didn't even hear that. So you go again. Just keep chipping away. Mate, TJ Perinara, Corey Jane, the worst. The worst <laughs> of the worst, bro. Honestly, the worst, those two. If, oh. There's only one thing worse than TJ Perinara, Corey Jane, and Canterbury, and that's Auckland, says Brad. <laughs> <laughs> 22 and a half past eight. Back with Paulie Whitey, TAV.co.nz. Here with Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. 27 minutes past 8am, talking sports hate this morning, talking everything, talking odds, because it's a day at Mathemata today where there is some racing, and then we get the markets for this weekend, I can't wait to climb in, and I can't wait to climb into a chat with Paulie Mwadi, who must sports hate a number of teams. <laughs> Do I, how, how much time have we got? <laughs> Give us your number one seed, mate. Who is it you cannot stand, athlete or team? The Palms. They've come out quite a few times this morning, Paulie. Reasoning? Why? Um, They're bad losers and they're even worse winners. (laughs) (laughs) So well said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, do you know, with sports wagering, I bet you guys see a hell of a lot of sports hate reflected in. Who, what, what what hobby punters are punting? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I, I can see where you're going with that, Louis. Yes, that that does uh, surface uh, come to the surface quite a bit. Like um, having a bet out of what? spite, you know, like yeah. I, <laughs> I, like how dare they're not going to win? You know, I'm, I'm back in the black caps here just because I come on. Even though you know it's like your your head's not in it. It's kind of how Izzy punts horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good luck with Pungle later on the season as well. Uh, you see how did, that? How did, well, very impressive. But how did the Black Caps yeah. lose last night? How did they lose? Oh. The, the, the Australians got oh. out to five dollars last night. Um, if you were live betting that uh, one day international, out to five dollars. Number of punters jumped on, uh, but uh, I guess after that. Opening spell by Bolt, uh, I can understand why we took quite a bit of money on the Black Caps um, in that first hour of the uh, Aussies batting. So um, hopefully they can bounce back and hopefully Bolt can get a, a few more friends, uh, help take a few wickets. But uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have the second one day international out sometime today. So we've got the US Open still going. The tennis bonus back is currently on that. Coco Golf will take on Caroline Garcia uh, later on this morning. And I cannot believe that Coco Golf is the outsider here. She made the French Open final earlier this year. Um, she's beaten Caroline Garcia uh, twice. And their last meeting was in Doha on a hard court where she won 6-2-7-6. Coco Golf for mine today, boys. Oh, Paulie. And Ooh. she's Auckland's own nice. Coco Goff as well. I reckon we could rally behind her here. She looked um, excellent. Right now, Tom Yomovich is 
Tomjanovic's down against Jabir, 6-4-3 all in the second set, so she's hanging in there. A bit of live sport on Real Madrid have finally got up over Celtic. They are 2-0 leading now in their Champions League match. Uh, Juve pegged one back against PSG, that's 2-1 there. Dortmund 3-0 over Copenhagen, as I said earlier. Man City 3-0 over Sevilla. Real Madrid, uh, oh, you just said that, 2-0 over Celtic. So, Milan and Salzburg, one each is the last game there. Pauline Whitey's at tab.co.nz. Go see him right there or download the TAB app today. We're going to talk a little bit of loveracing.nz because, lads, the fields are set. The markets will be launching today at about 2-ish p.m. for the first group one of the year. And we'll have a little skim through those after Aroha After News for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. SENZ, we are 27 away from 9 o'clock this morning. Here for 27 more minutes, and then Izzy's off to play golf. Who you got today? Eric Murray, Flemo. Yeah, there's a big group of us, actually. Um, first time I've been playing Wednesday. I'm usually up in Auckland on Wednesday, so I haven't been able to play. But yeah, Eric Murray's down. He's doing an event here tomorrow. So he's played yesterday, he's playing today, he's playing tomorrow. So he's playing a bit of golf, but you're having a whack with for the for the cricketing lads plus Eric. It's going to be good fun, man. He might be trying Great to... Great day here. Loose, loose like Oh, it's going to be good. Oh, is it fresh? Fre- it's pretty fresh, but uh, it'll it'll get to a high of nine degrees shortly. <laughs> oh, it's warm. <laughs> Balmy. Really warm. <laughs> Very warm. Um, double eight, double three. Matt from... L- Matt from Title Town. I thought they said Little Town for a second there. Title Town. Yes, okay. We know where you're from, Matt. Warner Smith Capitals. <laughs> Give yourself an uppercut if you again capitals. Don't hate them. You've created a Yeah, how good is this question of the day, Louis? Keep them coming, I love it. It just gets everyone going. Yeah, mate, honestly can't stand them. Um, <laughs> absolutely can't stand the storm, Ken. Ooh, he's a storm hater, Ken, eh? Again, success. Because they win yeah. as well. Ken, or eh? salary cap, though. Yeah. Like, people don't like cheats, a.k.a. They got caught. David Warner and Steve Smith, same sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of – I can see where they're going with it, but I'm not I'm not in that. There's another one here. I hate that Zach Lomax who plays for St. George, <laughs> arrogant and cocky. That's from Gaza. Mate, there are players. Like, I get – you know what I get really annoyed at when I'm watching the league is – the way they win, Penrith celebrated Troy and they all jump on top of each other. Like, if mm. a guy ran, ran and jumped on top of me like that, I'd turn around and job him. Like, yeah. seriously, get off me, mate. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Old school, eh? Let them <laughs> touch me. Let them celebrate. <laughs> are you Richie McCaw? No, seriously. Like, like what, would Richie McCaw job him? <laughs> um, I think he gave me a high five once. What? Actually, no. That try, the, the, the try you scored in the, against Springboks in Wellington. Did you jump on him, or did he jump on you? It was. I feel like he was right in that. Mills jumped on me. Oh. Everyone jumped on me, and um, yeah, we kind of wandered back. What wandered back, and then Mills paid me out, and I just didn't take him notice it. And then yeah, I don't know what Richie did. I no, think he no, I was thinking the one in we- Wellington. Of the, oh, Wellington, he. Um, who actually knocked me over? Brad Thorne knocked me over. Oh, it was Brad. Brad Thorne knocked me over, and then DC and Richie and I think Jimmy Cowan and Brad were there picked me up. But that nah, he just usually the Fords like your Owens, your Kevies, or your Tony Woodcocks or your Sam Whitlocks 
Scored, if you score a try, they're already at halfway. They're already gone. They don't care. They're like, next task is move on. Whereas it's only the, the showboaters that will lap it up and start doing a boogie, you know? But the big boys who've done all the hard work, they're just back at halfway. <laughs> um, there's that great try celebration. Do you remember Kempi when Aaron Woods, jump in origin, jumps over the back and <laughs> someone <laughs> moves and he goes like catapulting. He's like, wee! Oh, yeah. I reckon they're the funniest is when guys go give you the high five and the other bloke misses it and keeps walking past them and you're left hanging. You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No. Um, Ken's come back very quick. S- salary cap, chicken wing tackles, ref, Smith, and yeah, winning everything. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the winners, they, they hate winners. Um, oh, here's one for, for you, boys. I'm a Queensland fan, but. As they throw on a kangaroo's jersey, I want the Kiwis to break every single one of them in half, Queensland or not. Yeah, I'm the. Yeah, I just I like that. I like that last part. Yeah, come on yeah. the Kiwis. Brendan come on the Kiwis says Auckland Blues, Auckland Warriors, Auckland cricket team, and the Poms. <laughs> oh, Brendan! I told you. I, I told you. There's Auckland's in the mix, mate. Right up there. Oh, here we go. Another one there, Louis. Morning, guys. The Aussies have got the mental edge over the Black Caps and have for some time. Until we sort that out, we will continue to struggle against them. They do not fear us at all. Can't say it's the same the other way around. Sean, and we addressed mm. this in the first hour, and Kempe, you just said you just got to keep going. You just got to keep going until you can break the barrier. That's exactly right. They just mm. show up. Man, that'd be, Izzy, they'd be really disappointed with that um, outcome last night. You know, they've had the... You know, it's what's that saying? Snatch, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they had it, they had it, and then just can't get it across the line. And I think that's why a lot of you know cricketing, cricketing fans have come in this morning saying, maybe we do this, we change that. What do we do, yeah. mate? You just got to show up. You just got to show up, and you got to get them the next time. That's the best yeah, thing about the following there. game. Yeah. Definitely, and that's the thing of sport. You've got another opportunity to go out there, but there is a mental barrier because I remember when we were talking to Baz um, last year about traditionally the Black Caps have been very good tourists. They've been able to travel and get results. You saw them over in Caribbean when they, they beat a West Indies side. That's got some talent in there, obviously, and bet them on their own backyard, but something about Australia, you're dead right. They just don't fear us, and we've always got that seed of doubt in our minds that we just can't quite shake. And when you're five for 44, you think you're home and hose and you just turn it up, turn the dial up a wee bit and get the job done. But yeah, something about going there, we just can't quite get it. Right, a couple more, and then I need to do some love racing. But gee whiz, you are on fire on the Temper B Post text machine, double eight, double three. Uh, Brad Weber once said, when Chiefs played the Crusaders, everybody hates the Crusaders. And that's real talk from Brent. And I think Brad's, I think Brad's just kidding himself. I think they're a second team too. Uh, Tony. Yes. Very full. Is that from my mum? How much do you hate it when a guy scores and he gets swamped by the reserves and the high-vis vests in oh, the in goal? Mate, I'd job them too. Seriously. <laughs> Get back on the bench. <laughs> Tony. You would too. Get back on the bench, mate. Yeah, I, I hate that too. Especially when they start chowing and rubbing his head. And Like oh. even if I was the opposition and they scored a try against me and they ran on and cuddled the bloke, I'd run straight into them and bowl into them. Get out! What about what about the bench when they rub the guy's head? You know Aaron Crew to rub in? Whose was it? Head. 
Well, some, no, someone was rubbing Aaron Cruden's oh, head in the end goal. That, that, oh. that winds me up. That, like they, you know when the camera pans to the to the to the bench. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like the Reese Walsh one on the weekend, he puts his hand on the camera. I'm like, yeah. you're a pork chop. Don't, like, don't get me going on Reese Walsh's behaviour on the sideline. You know on the that weekend. that stuff is like, mate, you're letting everybody down. Just go and sit down. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've been benched. Like, get away. Best um best celebration is he Bodie's first game for the Blues up here, and they scored the Hurricanes score oh. a try in the corner, and he's <laughs> coming across his co- cover tackle, and Dane Coles grabs him, and they started like a big like a circle like <laughs> celebration, and Bodie is in there. He's like rubbing his head, and then he gets pushed away. <laughs> Brilliant. And that's good, Miggle. Oh. One, one last one. I would like to know people's opinion on Damien McKenzie's pre-kick smile. I effing hate it. <laughs> Gazza. Oh, we've opened up a can of worms here. It's so good. Everything's coming out. What? Everyone hates the smile. Okay, well. The smile's getting to Gazza. No. I've got to say it. i got to say it. When Reese Walsh does those three sways with his arms before he kicks that <laughs> ball, mate, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Johnny Wilkinson back in the day? So triggering. Put oh, like your hands away, me. It's like, yeah. You're so Just triggering. Just kick the ball. Um, oh, as boys. a Landers fan, I will support anyone playing Canterbury in any sports if the Crusaders, especially the Warney brothers, can't stand the Marigan overrated. List goes on, Brad. Wow, all right. I've got to stop because I can't. Oh, never will. Right, loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Now, today, don't miss out on the early markets. We have... The market's coming up for uh, Hastings this weekend, the Tarzino Trophy. You'll get the feature markets up there, including the El Rocker Sir Colin Meads Trophy. Now, I would encourage you, if you like one, to have a bet early. Because it's going to be wet, there will probably be some scratchings, and we know that tab.co.nz is doing no deductions. This field for the three-year-old race, this is where the 2,000 guineas horses usually start their preparation. It is a ripper. You've got the Karaka Million winner Dynastic back at the races. Fellini, who's already come back and run a nice race. Uh, Lord Cosmos, who's a genuine chance whenever he lines up. Alabama Gold is, well, he's got a lot of favours, to be honest. He's he's run well in his two-year-old career. Down the bottom of the book, Ian, you've got horses that we haven't seen yet, including Golden Darcy. And Golden Darcy had big offers from overseas. The Feelins have hung on to him. Sean Feelin has got him at the races. He could be a 2,000 guineas chance. We can talk about futures betting tomorrow. But the El Rocker Sir Colin Meads Trophy in particular, along with the uh, Thoroughbred Breeders Gold Trail Stakes, where you've got Pacific Dragon, Mazzolino, Best Seller, for Johnny Barry lining up, and then the Tarzino Trophy. If you want to have a bet and you like one, have a bet early and make sure you don't cop those deductions because that's the promotion the TAB are running. It is 18 away from 9. That's loveracing.nz. Back with more of your texts after this. We are coming up to 12 away from, or 11 away from 9, and then we'll hand it over to Rick Dog taking over for Smithy. Smithy on the... How good... And if you were watching the uh, Sky commentary, you would have seen Smithy in the call. He was the saving grace of that call. It was so good to have the voice of summer back on the television. Um, some great messages coming through here. Izzy, you want to read this top one from Hone? Yeah, Morena boys, stop it. Between <laughs> Kempi, the jobber, and Izzy, I've never laughed so much. Thanks, boys. Keep it up. Hone from Tukumaru Bay. 
Go Nazi Pro East Coast. Appreciate you tuning in there, Hornet. We're just having a bit of fun for a Wednesday. It's been crack up. There are so many here, and we've got. A... <laughs> I'm sorry, Richard. I'm sorry. I hate pre-touchdown celebrations. One springs to mind. Fred Dag's nephew, Israel, against the Springboks. <laughs> just get the bloody ball down, boy. Yes, Richard, I've learnt my lesson, and I won't celebrate again, because let's be honest, I won't play again, but I apologise. Oh, until about 12pm today on the golf course, and you make a birdie, oh, yeah. and you're doing laps around Derek Murray. <laughs> this, this, yeah, honestly. This one was always going to get a run. I hate soccer players when a fly hits them. <laughs> <laughs> and they dive down, rolling around like idiots. And the way they talk to the referees, I'd love the ref to job him <laughs> from Brendan. Oh, Brendan. Yeah, that's a pet hate, I must say. I must say. And then you see the replay, and it's just glances, shin pads, and they've gone down, yeah. <laughs> that annoys me, but hey, anything try and get a penalty or free kick. You know, you know what it makes the the only saving grace is that you watch the whites play; they don't do it, mm. and it's just it's a real yeah. European and South American and kind of it's that yeah I don't know it's a culture, but it, it's it's hard to like. And you you know they come down here, and I know I've got mates that play football around the country, and the Europeans or the English come down here, and they just get into the refs, and it just pisses everyone. Off. Uh, morning, Izzy and Kempi. I have every yappy halfback <laughs> that is in my bloody in the ear for eighty minutes. Cheers, <laughs> Jeff the ref. I hate. <laughs> yeah. What no, is I, it about halfbacks? What is it about refs? Oh, <laughs> what is it about halfbacks and their lip? Honestly, when I presented the jerseys to Southland the other day. I picked up number nine. I said. You'd be a yakker, wouldn't you? You'd be a you'd be a mouth. You'd have a mouth on you, wouldn't you? And then they all started laughing. Every halfback's got a waha on them. Honestly, oh, who's, yeah. who's the lippiest halfback you played with? Is he? Uh, TJ. Without a doubt, TJ Pedernada. <laughs> Just got an answer for everything. Got an answer for everything, mate. Honestly, debate himself out of any situation. That boy, oh, I can't stand him. Wait, you can be Lippius player you've played with. Oh, Freeman for sure. Gary Freeman. Mate, he's lucky he didn't get a backhander. No, he's on drive today, so you could come see him then if you want. He's, he's, with, he's with the run home he's team. My, he was my roommate, eh? He was my roommate because he was, I was 5'8". He was, he was uh, halfback, and we used yeah. to stay in the old common coast. You know, we weren't staying where the All Blacks used to stay. We were staying in the old oh, common coast. Oh, yeah. turn it up. And anyway, otherwise. anyway we get, we, there's, in the common coast, there's a double bed and a single bed. And, of course, the senior player's always got the double bed. Nah, sorry, Wiz, get on the single bed. You're the smallest. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Kempe, breaking tradition, yeah. Kempe. Yeah. Hope you made him a cup of tea in. for that. <laughs> Mate, he made the cup cups of tea. Don't worry about that. Oh. <laughs> Kempe! Old alpha dog Kemp over here, eh? Alpha oh. male. He'll tell a different story, I can guarantee <laughs> Well, they're going to play this back to him. <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> Gary, yours please. Uh, Quade Cooper, ballet stance pre-kick, says Mark. Elliot Dixon, Dan Pryor grabbed Cruden for a yippee yahoo yeah, cuddle. Bodie's one was a ripper, says Mark, as well. And then there's plenty of texts here on the cricket I love all of your uh, passion around Kane Williamson and the Black Caps. They go again, and it is live on SNZ tomorrow, so they don't have to wait too long. And mm. the horse came through earlier said, Hey, Louis, did I hear you doing the voice for a Fanta advert on TV? <laughs> Stop stealing work off Finlay Christie, bro. Horse, not me, but, you know, I, you know, I, I'm happy to put hey, that I'm one to bed Fanta. for you. Yeah. 
Fanta banter. Seven away from nine. Oh, I'd love the, the gig. Do you, you got the <laughs> I'm available. Uh, after this, it's Rick Dog. We'll catch up with him. A B A. Anyone but Auckland. <laughs> Rob and Potty Dollar. When he asks his dad who he's supporting, uh, Rick, you get that? You get yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. As if someone born and bred in Auckland, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I worked in uh, I worked a job in radio in Tauranga back in the mid nineties with a guy who was uh, a massive Canterbury fan, and, uh, and this I think this is just pre Super Twelve day or around when Super Twelve started, and he just used to refer to Auckland as Carlos and the hairdressers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brilliant. What about you? Who's your most spited team? Oh, Liverpool, easily. Uh, I mean, if Liverpool were playing tiddlywinks, I'd want them to lose. They are the team I despise the most without a shadow of a doubt. Should we get Kez in a, in a Liverpool shoot? What about their supporters? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. To be fair, the supporters are the main reason. The supporters are the worst thing about Liverpool. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, love it. Rick Dog, appreciate it, brother. Hey, you have a good day. No doubt you have a huge show. Uh, appreciate it. And thanks to all the people that have messaged through. Man, it's been fun. It's been enjoyable. A lot of energy coming through the Temper Bedpost text machine. Double eight, double three. Appreciate it. We're going to head away, and we'll be coming back tomorrow. It's a cracking day down here. It's beautiful blue skies. Wherever you are in the country, take care, look after yourself, and enjoy the rest of the day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.